2: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles.
0: Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first,
3: On Second Thought.
2: On Second Thought, episode 228, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light, Cedric Golden here with the Duck Kirk Bowls. Man, we haven't had a podcast in a month, and would you know it, things happened while we were gone. But you know what? If Texas is going to the SEC, then we got to bring in the mouth of the South to, to restart this thing. Paul Feinbaum of ESPN and the SEC Network, a Friend of the podcast joins us, Paul. How are you, sir?
0: Uh, said Kirk, I'm doing great, and and, and I, I'm just honored to be on, uh, you know, with, with my new cousins from Austin. Here
4: <laughs> we're brothers, we're brothers now, man. Come on down. <laughs>
0: I like
2: y'all, it. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? I mean, have, would you have ever thought in your heart of hearts that the Texas Longhorns? And I know Oklahoma's coming with them, but this thing was about Texas. Texas and the SEC—I just never would have imagined that. What about you?
0: No, uh, because I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for, for all the obvious reasons. I mean, I just didn't think uh, uh, there was—you know—there were there were enough egos to go around in the SEC with Alabama and Texas. So. Um, <laughs> I really just didn't see it. Uh, and, you know, but I, yeah, I, 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 get it now. It's one of those things where you kind of wake up and go, yeah, okay. This makes a lot of sense. Uh, but uh, no, I would have, uh, I would have laughed you off this podcast a year ago with this. suggestion.
4: <laughs> well, all right. Bottom line, Paul, is this a good idea? Does this work for Texas OU and the rest of the SEC?
0: I, I just may be uh, still hung over from, from, from all the excitement, but yeah, I think it does. And you know, it, it, there's no logical reason. And I know what everyone has said and it's, you know, you guys know it better than I do, but you know, sometimes you just have to do something dramatic. And, and I think this is, this is, a, this is a, this is a, this is a nuclear bomb going off for, for, for Texas. And, and I, and I, I am, I'm thrilled with it because I just think, to, to keep swimming in, in in the waters of the Big Twelve when you're even even when you were good, uh, it, there there isn't much you know a bunch of a sum gain. Uh, you know now you're in the best. I mean, and, and what's what's even better is that that you, you I think Texas finally has a little uh, attitude back. Uh, I mean they they are a difference maker, and I, I'm not here to 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 be dismissive of Oklahoma. I mean the resume speaks for itself, but but Texas is so big, it it's so mighty. And yeah, I know I've I've written them off. But yeah, you know, I I've written them off in the Big Twelve. Uh, I'm not writing them off in the SEC. I think they can do quite well.
2: Wow. wow. And, you know, and yeah, you and you mentioned swimming. Uh, maybe the Big Twelve swims with the fishes. This whole thing just reeked of um, of a um, a mob movie. I mean, high-level back alley meetings between <laughs> rich white people. Um, yeah. You know, and I love mob movies and this is what it was. And how do they keep it a secret in the Twitter verse? Uh, no, no. It only took one secretary to say something to her husband and that would have just blown it all up. Uh, how did they keep it a secret? And how do you what do you think about the way it was all handled? Because I know the Big 12 people aren't too happy about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cedric, I think ultimately containment was the key to this. And I still don't know the whole story, um, but I I know we know a little bit more now than we did uh, a couple of days ago. We still don't know how many people on the SEC side heard about it. And I I was somewhat bold in saying early on, I thought uh, the commissioner probably consulted everyone. I think he did, but I think he did it in in a way where he didn't tip the balance, and you know, let's talk about the Aggies for a second. I mean, if you had just uh, you know told the Aggie president, who's new, uh, and the Aggie uh, and the A and M athletic director, okay, here's the deal: Texas is. I, I don't know if it could have been contained. So mm-hmm. I, I think what, I think what they told uh, College Station is, yeah, we've heard we've heard from Texas, but you know they're probably talking to everybody else. No big deal. I mean, I don't know if there's any other way you could have done it uh, to keep it under wraps. And and I think we found out it was important to keep under wraps. Based on uh, Bob Bowlesby's reaction, uh, the, and yeah, again, uh, you know, it, it's his fault for not having an idea that this could have happened. Because I, I have said to you guys in the past, and I know it for an absolute fact, even though David Boren, the OU president, uh, you know, laughed it off, that, that OU, as far back as five or six years ago, has made an out, has made behind-the-scenes outreaches to the the SEC. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not. This is not the first time I've said that. Uh, but Texas never has. Uh, and, and that's what was so interesting about this.
4: No, you're exactly right. I, I, I think Texas and OU are both where they belong. You know, they're both big fishes with huge fan bases and football powerhouses historically, if not now in Texas case. But they just yeah, and there may not be a cultural fit, obviously nowhere near like the cultural fit A&M is, but from a passion and and caring and all that. It seemed like a good fit.
0: Yeah, Kirk, yeah, I think the cultural fit somewhat went out the window years ago. And, you know, what is the SEC? I mean, the SEC used to be uh, eight or ten schools that, that all had a lot of common ground. But, mm-hmm. but what is, uh, you know, I, I'd like to just say this off the record. Uh, what's Vanderbilt have in common with anyone? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I mean, they really don't. It uh, should be in the pac 12 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Tennessee graduate. My wife has a medical degree from Vanderbilt. You think there's anything in common with, when it comes to our IQ? No. Um, what was she thinking? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, somebody used this joke years ago that uh, you know she, she had a lot of book sense, but no common sense. <laughs> um, right but on. she, I mean, she, but yeah. It, so I don't think that's critical. I mean, OU, uh, feels like an SEC school. I, I, by the way, I don't know what Texas feels like, uh, right. but it, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I just can't wait for, uh, you know, some of the. You know, I, I'm jumping ahead of myself because I, I, I heard the other day it's not going to happen in 2025, right? We don't ever, whatever. Do whatever,
2: Paul, <laughs> <Not> whatever. <one. laughs> yeah, right. We like want it next year. We want it. Here's the thing. Hey, I, want,
0: I, I want it. I want it in four weeks. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Here's what I, I wrote. It. I wrote this. Uh, what if you were getting a divorce, a contentious divorce, and you finally come to an agreement and you're going to get rid of her and you're so tired of her and she's tired of you. And then the judge goes, yeah, but you got to live together for another four years. That just does not work. That is not going to yeah, work out.
0: Yeah, and on top of it, you find out she's been sneaking around with your best friend. Uh, thank but don't you. Don't worry about that.
2: Yeah. No, uh, thank you. I give them two years. Is, two
0: years. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really a debate between one and two years. You know, next year might be a little too soon, but right. it may not be once the uh, you know <laughs> once the good ship Bob Bowlesby starts going underwater.
2: <laughs> oh exactly. man,
0: he is what's so the, what's pissed. What's the, what's the
4: not What's the feeling around the SEC and your feeling? Leave the Aggies out for a second, Paul. What would you say? Is there a sense of acceptance,
0: joy, dread? What's your sense uh, of You know, I, I, I saw a great, I read a great book. It turned into a great movie many, many years ago uh, by Agatha Christie called Murder on the Orient. And I'll, and I'll tell this story quicker. They're all on this train, uh, train oh, yeah. ride and somebody, somebody gets murdered and they start investigating and they find out there's like about 12 suspects. Um, and right now, I mean, there's about 10 or 12 SEC schools who hate this move. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, it, it's a debate, I mean, it's not too much of a debate, but I think we'd start with, with, uh, Texas A&M and then work our way over to Missouri and find our, you know, stop in Fayetteville. And yeah, the <laughs> Alabama people have not really been heard from yet because they're too busy, bat, you know, patting themselves on the back.
2: And winning, um, winning,
0: uh, yes, and and, when, and and giving Nick Saban contract extensions until he's one hundred and fifty-five. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I I think I think there's a, there, there there's there's a lot of un, un, uneasiness, which yeah, you know, which you, know, you ask me why am I so excited? Well, I don't care about that. I'm a talk show host, right. and 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 we've already lost a lot of rivalries in the SEC. Why? Because Saban has just. Uh, I mean, the Alabama Auburn rivalry I, I I grew up on in in Alabama. That's not that, that's not really a rivalry anymore. I mean, it's just okay. Maybe uh, if you're an Auburn fan, well, we hey, we beat Saban. We beat him. Tw- we beat him three times in mm-hmm. twelve years or something. That that's good. Uh, but with Texas now, I, I mean, er- everyone wants a piece of Texas, yeah. and everyone thinks they can beat Texas, uh, whether it's Mississippi State or, or Arkansas, or it doesn't really matter. And, and that to me is very very exciting.
4: So everybody weird. I think they can beat Texas and most everybody does. It seems like.
2: Yeah. It's, but it's so but, weird to uh, see them play the heel. Texas has never really been the heel. I mean, they, they've always been the, uh, you know, everybody hated them because they were winning. But, but to put on the black hat, they're going to have to wear that black hat in the SEC now because uh, Arkansas already hated them. We know the Aggies hate them. And 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 there are other teams. Missouri, uh, Missouri wanted no part of them in that that league, so they're going to have to be comfortable wearing that black hat. So uh, the one thing Kirk and I always laugh about Paul is when Texas get gets beat by someone they shouldn't lose to. They would always go, you know, everybody gives us their best shot. I was like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> what have you won? You want two? And and since 1970, so uh, they're 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 going to really have to be. Uh, ready to go every Saturday uh, once they get to that place because people are going be coming for their throat.
0: But I think they will and I, I know I'm sounding you know extremely optimistic here but I, I saw I saw what happened with Texas A&M and everything changed and and I think sometimes you just you just need that and I, I give the Texas administration uh, a, a lot of credit for realizing that just changing coaches and, and changing the wallpaper was not going to Cure the ills of this program, and, and by the way, this may not. Uh, and if this doesn't, then who cares? Uh, they, they've, they've at least hit the, uh, you know, the panic button and said we have to try something. We 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 can't, you know, arrogant ourselves uh, out of this thing by saying we're Texas and we're better, uh, and we have our and, and we have the Longhorn Network. Oh, okay, well, that really uh, cured a lot <laughs> of ills, didn't it? <laughs> Brought them a
4: lot of money. That's about it, but. You're right," said. "They will be the heel. They've been the bully, and they they won't be the bully in the SEC. What I wonder, from a political standpoint, Paul, who runs the SEC? Is that Alabama because of football, or is it Georgia because the Atlanta boosters, or Florida? Who runs the SEC?
0: Well, I think historically Alabama has been the most important school, and and some of it it goes back to Paul Bryant. Uh, uh, you know he. He had a stranglehold over everything, and you know there was a time when the proximity of the SEC office being 55 miles away really did not matter. Now mm-hmm. I, I will say that's probably not as critical anymore when you have, uh, you know, the commissioner. The, the last two commissioners uh, are both from upstate New York, uh, so they don't have that 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 connection. So and after that, it, it really it depends, but you know, Alabama, you know, Alabama runs college football right now. They, they just right. don't run the SEC. So, I mean, they're just so powerful, but I, I do think, and I know this is blast, this is blasphemous to, to say, but, but you have to consider life after Saban. And right. I, I don't know exactly when that will be, but it will, it will come at some point here. And, and I think that's good news for everyone. I mean, there, there will be a sea change in the SEC w- when he goes.
2: What do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think about? I know, I know, we're down the line here, Paul. The divisions. I mean, are they going to go pods? Are they going to? Are they just going to go two divisions like they do now and move Alabama to the east and and then bring in Texas? How are they going to handle that?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think there, there, there's a there, there's a consensus yet, but it seems it seems unlikely early on that the divisions will, will hold up. There's just too many complications. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think one thing is near certain, the SEC is going to nine nine games. There's just no no, no getting mm-hmm. around that. And, you know, I mean, you could pull it off with a division with nine games, but I think the pods are more, more likely. I know they're, they're, I'm sure they're putting a bunch of stuff up on the wall, but I, I think the pod system makes a little bit of sense. I, I like the divisions. I know the Big 12 did away with it. But you know, it's good for a lot of things. It's especially good late in the year if you are a, a good team, maybe not a great team, uh, and you have a game like Kentucky, for example. Uh, three years ago, they they actually had a shot uh, at the SEC East title. Uh, I, I remember being up there one day, and I mean, it was it was bedlam because they were playing Georgia. You know, w- without divisions, that that that's unlikely to really be a be a factor. So that can motivate you a little bit, but. Other than that, it's just it. I think there are way too many complications, though, with with sixteen. So
4: if you put but, Alabama in the East with Auburn and Florida and Georgia, they're going to cry
0: bloody
2: murder. That's brutal. Yeah. That is just brutal. They can't do that, can they?
0: Well, one of the pods I've seen uh, is is Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Now, how what a gift would that be? Um, <laughs> Well, giving uh, but, on giving. <laughs> I mean if 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 you look at what the biggest complaints have been in the SEC in, in in the last 10 years most of them have come from Florida and LSU for having to play each other because right. they are both they have both been uh, monster teams and and the, you know Alabama plays uh, Florida plays Georgia as well and uh, of, co- of course LSU has had to play Alabama and and Florida so it, it's really complicated but I, I think that's the best guess right now.
4: I, I agree with you, and I think you know the pod system works. And I always wonder: for a natural, would be Texas, OU, A and M, and either you know Missouri, Arkansas, or probably not LSU because that'd be two stacked. But
2: I probably uh, go Iowa. Arkansas. Arkansas right there.
4: Probably that makes sense with the rivals. Said you're right, but I wonder if they would throw oh. the Aggies a bone and said, "Do you want to be in there with Texas or not?"
0: Oh, I've heard the Aggies as you have. You know, we're not afraid of them. Well, yeah. I, now. yeah I, oh, I, by the way, I forgot LSU fans don't like Texas either. I just remembered. <laughs> that. No, they do not.
4: Uh, but yeah, I want I want A and M and Texas to play every year. I mean, I think that's just enough. like you said earlier about rivalries. We need to keep and restore as many rivalries as we can, not lose them.
0: No, hey, what, and, and, and I think they will.
2: What do you think um, about A and M? And now we're going to have Billy Lucci on a little later. But what do you think? Um, were the conversations with Warwick and Greg Sankey, Jose and came out hard speaking out against how this all went down, and then all of a sudden it's a unanimous vote. What do you think that conversation was like?
0: I think it was pretty heated. Uh, you know, as the story broke. Uh, a week and a half ago, ross bjork, the the a d was just happened to be about five feet away from me, and then he he joined us a couple of minutes later. and, and I mean, it, it seemed like he had his script down, and you know, I mean, I know that he said he always likes to go to SEC media days, which yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, we all, as as, as journalists, uh, you guys are real journalists. I just play one on TV. Um, I mean, we always take we, we always take people for the, their word. I mean, no, nobody would ever mislead. Uh, but that, uh, but I, I can tell you, uh, having spoken to some some pretty high up people at A and M, I mean, they were hot. I think what Sankey did, uh, he he did calm them down. I don't think he wanted uh, a protest vote. It was a bad look for this league. Right. and i th- i thought he was conciliatory uh when when i talked to him on friday last week you know, he, he 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 threw them an olive branch almost as if to say listen you know they they when they got in here this was not this was not supposed to happen um i think that will go away uh uh, now it will go away until, you know, they find out, you know, who they'll be playing in the new, in the new pod system. But that's, that's just the way it works.
4: <laughs> if anything, guys, I mean, A&M should want to play Texas right now. I mean, starting, yeah. start, starting from scratch, you know, fourth coach and like, you know, eight years. So you would think A&M would want to play them sooner than later, maybe before Texas can get up to speed. And and I think it will help recruiting immensely for Texas saying, Stay in the state and you can still play in the SEC, something AM is used to its benefit. Well, you, the you wanna,
2: yeah, sure. But you, you wanted to play them in 2011 when they had Case McCoy at quarterback, and it was the last game, and it was at Kyle Field, and you still got beat. So but they're clearly better now, Sid. They're clearly better than Texas. Clearly now. better. If I'm AM, I'm, I want to play Texas ASAP. But if this happens in two years, the horn the horns may be up may may be a little bit better they've got the, both teams have question marks at quarterback so i wish like paul said I, I wish it was happening right now
0: yeah and i i think these next few weeks i, I think the key uh is, is letting everything calm down and, and i know uh everyone you know it, it you know both wanted to accuse ESPN. ESPN acted like they didn't. Uh, ESPN acted like they just heard about this yesterday. Um, but but you know, ESPN, you know, ESPN uh, and it is my employer. Yeah, uh, you know, is the engine that drives college football. And you know that that is not that is not a, a breaking news bulletin here. So I, I think I think this thing will happen pretty soon. And because I, I watched, I, I remember Arkansas when they were in the Southwest Conference. I mean, th- their last two years uh, as lame ducks were, they, it were terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they limped. They, they limped into the SEC, and I remember that. I think the, who did they lose to uh, Citadel or Citadel. or somebody? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll never forget uh, having dinner once with Jack Crow, who was the coach, and uh, and he said, listen, I I lost my job because of the Southwest Conference uh, divorce. uh, I couldn't recruit in Texas any longer.
4: Right, right. They just weren't visible in the state anymore. So we now have our first Super Conference. Uh, From where you sit, Paul, do you think this is going to be the advent of four Super Conferences, if you had to guess?
0: Well, I mean, I think that's a natural uh, conclusion, Kirk. But I'm I'm trying to look around and see who else is going to be super. True. Um, (laughs) I I study. Yeah, yeah, everyone fixates on Notre Dame, but even if even if Notre Dame were to go to the ACC, it gives them uh, some cachet. But they already have five at five Notre Dame games already. Right. uh, So I I, I think that would help them. The Big Ten, I just don't think has a move. Uh, I I I've thought long and hard about it you know, the, you know the, the, if they want to get stuck with this AAU uh you know ma- marriage which I'm not laughing at being an AAU school but but I am saying that you know that doesn't help your football pedigree uh you know, where are they going to go and I I I don't think anybody really has any great moves and I love the all of a sudden the ACC is is considering or talking about you know West Virginia I mean they laughed at West Virginia uh, Ten years ago, and and by the way, so did everyone else, other than the Big Twelve.
4: Well, and in the last two moves, the Big Ten made, you had Maryland and Rutgers. How did that worked out? A cable TV move, if nothing else. And what did that do for them?
0: I'll never forget. I flew into New York uh, right after that happened, and I, I got off the plane at LaGuardia, and it said, "Welcome to New York, home of the Big 10. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, wow. Me, I. I, mean, I I, I I have spent uh, the, the last three football days, other than last year, three, the last three years prior to that in New York, uh, three days a week, I have yet to run into a Rutgers fan.
2: <laughs> they don't exist. They don't exist. No. <laughs> it's been a while since Jam and James Bailey played for Rutgers. It's been a while. That's 70s. What do you think about the Pac-12? And uh, the reason I ask is uh, they may make a run at a Texas Tech or – or, or someone of that ill. Do you think that the uh, Pac-12 or other conferences don't approach uh, the carcass that is right now the Big 12?
0: I mean, I, I think they probably will, but I don't know what they're going to gain. And, you know, I watch the Pac-12 from a distance, and I'm just trying to figure out who, who is valuable. Um, and I still haven't come up with one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll try to be charitable here, but uh, Oklahoma State, I've been there. It's great. Uh, can't wait, uh, can't wait to go back. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they're not can. going into, they're not coming into my league. Um, you know, Lubbock, Texas, uh, I'll, you know, I'll leave all the jokes to, to others. Um, you know, Baylor is not, it's not happening. And, uh, I'm trying to remember who else is in the, in the big 12. You guys need to maybe spot me one or two because, uh, the, the names are not rolling off the top of my lip. The two uh, Kansas,
2: the two, ta- two Kansas schools. No.
0: Well, uh, Kansas State, I do respect. Uh, Kansas, you know, I, w- I wondered uh, if the Kansas football program could do any worse than it was doing, and then they hired Les Miles and tried <laughs> to celebrate it, uh, and they got exactly what they deserved. Yeah, it didn't wow.
4: turn out too well. So, I mean, this is just crazy. I, you know, The last thing I kind of got for you, Paul, was just the unintended consequences that maybe we aren't considering yet or we aren't discussing yet do you think it's all once it happens in a year two years or whenever will it be kind of a smooth seamless transition
0: i think it will be seamless but uh, but i think ultimately the the biggest unintended consequence or consequences are are, are going to be the really uh, the 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 succession of of big-time college football from the also rants i mean they're there's just not going to be room for you if you're not big and bad and that that's going to happen even within the sec. I, I believe, I, I just don't, uh, I don't see how you know, middle, middle of the pack schools are going to be able to compete with Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, they're already struggling to compete with Alabama, mm-hmm. Florida and Georgia and LSU. And so, you know, this is going to move you down even more. So yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, these schools are easy to figure out. How, how do you how do you deal with it? Uh, how do you compete? And, and I, I think you know, it, it's you're just going to have 25 or 30 schools that are really contending and everyone else is, is, is just trying to hang on. And and ultimately the the academic schools, the Dukes, the Northwesterns, the Boston Colleges, uh, are, are going to have a very difficult time uh, being in the same structure as us. I know the check is great, but, mm-hmm. but that will be difficult. Maybe
4: the 12-team playoff will help a little bit. We get get away from this Alabama-Clemson-Ohio State stranglehold on the CFP. Maybe that will help a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, it will, but it will, really what, what it's going to help is just, you know, get maybe six or eight SEC schools in the playoff. <laughs> I, I don't see uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, You're I right. don't right. I, I think there is a, if that, that will that will help a school like Texas where you could go nine and three and, mm-hmm. and still be, be a legitimate contender. But I, I don't know how that's going to help Boston College or, or Stanford or 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 or, or Duke. Or, and by the way, not that I'm really concerned about these schools. They all have endowments of, of 40 billion dollars. But uh, what we knew is college football is changing. And by the way, it was already changing. Uh, yeah. You know, once we once July first came and, and went and and Bryce Young became a, a millionaire uh, <laughs> without ever having starting a game at Alabama, then, you know, the, the game, the game, the game that we used to know and love was over.
2: New That's game so true. Count. Last one. Last count. one for me. um What does this kind of thing do to the NCAA? If these super conferences come come about and you've got four 16 team mega leagues or whatever you want to call them why do they need the ncaa well we really don't i'm I'm, as somebody who has been criticizing
0: mark emmeritt for a long time i am going to make a a clarion call to all my brethren uh in the media to quit criticizing Mark camera and just ignore him Uh, (laughs) because he's not a factor uh,
2: no he's not a factor
0: to, to waste breath on him is, 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 is foolish. Uh, you know, you guys all have editors and editors would just, you know, just mark that out and saying that's that, uh, you're, you've already made your point. You don't need to make it, uh, for the 50th time. So I think ultimately, uh, you'll see a transformation. I mean, this constitutional convention they're calling is, is, is really downright laughable. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever everything, the, the, the guy that I, I just mentioned, is doing is is really just trying to uh, CYA, and yeah, you yeah, know, I, I, you hear for you whether it's Sankey or or the new commissioner at the Big Ten or or the or the Pac-12 or anyone else, they're all saying the same thing: Change is coming. I just I just don't know how you you change so quickly. I mean, we're talking about CFP could take four years. This could take four years. <laughs> okay, how do you then blow up the NCAA with what three hundred and fifty schools? -hmm. Uh, with long term television contracts, uh, I mean, yeah, you could blow it up, but but how do you disengage in in a reasonably short period of time? You don't one
4: thing you can change is you go to uh 200 football scholarships per team, maybe, uh, and that way the rich will keep getting richer. But
0: uh, I I just don't know why we can't, uh, I mean, I I think in in essence we're already bidding on the players, aren't we? I I mean, let's just uh, let's quit trying to hide uh, behind the student athletes. Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, re- remember when the Olympics were, were amateur, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, at least, at least the Olympics, which is a corrupt organization. We all know that, uh, finally grew up and, 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 and quit trying to pretend they were something that they're not. And, and that's when I'll, I'll feel better about college athletics when we quit using the word student athlete.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Because because it just doesn't exist anymore. these these people are are business people just like us. It's not their fault they're eighteen or nineteen. Quinn, yours is about to get paid. Bryce Young is getting paid, and the billionaires are still getting their money. So Paul, man, we we, we so appreciate you coming on. I mean, we always do. It's always fun and um, we can't we don't miss your show. It's the Paul Feinbaum show. He's always on Sports Center and all the other shows, but SEC Network. I just had I had to save the SEC Network in my queue now at home because now it's part of my job. You're now our brother from another mother.
0: Well, guys, I, I can't I, I can't thank you enough, and uh, it, it, I, I must say it's it's a little bit sad uh, in the last two weeks because I, I I used to have so much fun making fun of Texas, <laughs> and, uh, I, and okay. now now. I, and now I'm contractually uh, obligated <laughs> to, to only say good things about the Longhorns. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on my, uh, you know,
2: my, my horns. Hey, uh, you horns go. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. So uh, it's I mean, audio. I, what about this one? Uh, yeah, don't, tell, don't tell them what I just did. No, so. I, no you
0: can't do that. But, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I, 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 I'm not just, listen, I, I'm not good at faking. I, I am genuinely excited. Uh, I just think it's so great. Uh, and, and, and yeah, it's uh, there's self-interest involved, but, but just listening uh, to the debate uh, has been uh, truly one of the more exciting things that have happened, uh, at least where I work, in a long time.
4: Well, this has just been awesome. And I think uh, Cedric and I are going to get behind a movement to name you uh, Commissioner of College Football, Paul. So, <laughs> well, will you, will you, you serve if elected? That's what we need to know.
0: I uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, but <laughs> I because I... Uh, even from the, my, my salad days in in the newspaper business, which began in Shreveport, Louisiana, yes, I, have, sir. I have never taken direction very well. <laughs> well, if you're the president, you don't need to take direction. You would just give but it. I, I, w- I, I will say this, though. Um, if I could make what all the other commissioners are making, I will take the job oh. tomorrow.
4: There we go. There we go. Paul, appreciate it, my friend. Thanks. We love you, man.
0: Thank you, brother. My pleasure. See you guys. Hope to see you soon. Take care. Right. Bye-bye.
2: Doug, how great was that? I mean, that guy is worth the price of admission. How great!
4: Pure gold, and I, I think he should be a commissioner of a uh, college. think <laughs> He'd be great. He brings, he's authentic. He tells the truth. I love it. I he's love
2: no, it. no, he's no nonsense, and he's fun at the same time. That's that's a hard right. double to pull. So yeah, we'll we we we're gonna be all over this story because I know this 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 season's gonna be a Big Twelve season, but man, we're gonna be talking SEC every week. You know that. We're going to have our ever eyes ever. peeled and you never know what can happen during a football season. So yeah, let's it, get, it, let's it, get ready for our next guest. Let's do it. On second thought. Well, Doc, we got rid of the mouth of the South Paul Feinbaum and we're going to take it up another level. Wow. We get the, the co-executive editor, the co-owner of TexAgs.com, Billy Lucci, His columnist Olin Buchanan, the Aggies and the Longhorns are back together. We're about to sing Ebony and Ivory. I'm feeling great. What's up, guys?
1: Oh, man, it's great. I appreciate you all having me. Olin, Olin heard I was on with you guys, and he wasn't going to miss it. So, <laughs> we get the, got, y'all got the gang back together, the, the Statesman gang. What, what years was this?
3: Like well, I was in the, the, the 90s States- or the 2000s? 95 through 2006, but I thought I
4: was on with Ving Rhames. It <laughs> 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 might be.
2: <laughs> Step aside, butch. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think those years were right, Billy, but it seemed a whole lot longer than it said that Olin was here all I, know, all I know is
3: because Kirk was tired, got so tired of being corrected.
1: <laughs> all I know is I I was growing up, I was in college, you know, I've been complaining about the fab 55 forever, but I've always been, I've always loved reading Kirk Bowles columns. And then when did you evolve or not evolve, but when did you kind of morph into where you started doing the nine thing? Like those, those are, I still, can't
2: miss those any
4: week. When are those? So said always knows what year was that? Oh four. So like okay,
2: oh yeah. four blogs. Yeah. Blogs were really the thing in 04. So yeah. Kirk had his bolds games, and I had my Golden Nuggets. And so Kirk started doing this thing every once a week, called nine things and one crazy prediction, yeah. and it was like two sentences, nine <laughs> things, two sentences, and then a crazy prediction. And then a movie review. Yeah. And after about a year, it got bigger and bigger. And our boss, Rich T Arena said, we ought to start running this in the paper. And why did he say that? Because now it's like a Dead Sea Scrolls. It's so long. (laughs) And what I do now is I start at the bottom and get (laughs) the movie review and then the crazy prediction. And I usually don't make it up to one. So I don't even know. For the last 10 years, I have no idea what he's been writing. So
1: I, there is that buildup. I do like the end of it. But Kirk, I feel you. I'll, I'll start writing something and think, I'm going to, I'm going to not, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing like a 10 things recruiting from the weekend. And I'm sitting here going, I've done two in a day between yeah. all the distractions. And, but I'm also like, the two are like I wanted two sentences. They're each two paragraphs, so I I, I know how that goes.
3: I just it's could never differentiate the crazy predictions from the regular predictions.
4: <laughs> well, I I usually get so damn competitive, and then Mark Rosner, our ex-colleague, said, "You know, you need to make them a little crazier because you know I try to be right that are going to be right." And he said, "Yeah, you're right." So I need to be a little wilder out there. So so my crazy prediction this week maybe Texas wins the SEC and. 2023 is how crazy would that be, uh, Billy? I think in 23
1: it, it would probably be pretty crazy. But then again, because <laughs> you're doing a double front there, like is it the second year of Texas in in the SEC or is it the first? Are wow. they even in? I think we all know they'll be in. Um Look, A&M came within probably a, a, a missed field goal or two of, of doing that in year one. Right, Johnny. So the question is. You know, obviously Bijan will be gone. So you're basically saying, you know, will their quarterback be this transcendent? It's not out of the question. I mean, it look, will Nick Saban still be coaching? That yes. might be
2: the first A lot point. of questions. We just got a 26 year extension. So I'm guessing yes. <laughs> yeah, he did.
1: By the way, Kirk, you're the, if, I think going back to what all we just said, we've determined you are the godfather of the, the originator of freezing cold
4: takes. Freezing cold takes. Is that, that? Yeah, you're going way back now. <laughs>
2: well, that's when. Well, that's a Twitter thing, Doug, When you yeah. when you tweet something and then like five years later, it comes bite back to bite you because there's crazy a. There's a, He's yeah, been
1: doing it before it was even a deal. Yeah, it,
2: before it was a deal. And Ob, uh, I need to say this. When I got the job, Ob uh, said, "Meet me at Rudy's Barbecue." or no, he told me, go to Rudy's Barbecue. Rudy's is good. And I'd never been to Austin uh, for more than a weekend. And I pulled up to this Rudy's on 183. And I don't know if you remember this, OB, the next day uh, I got in the work and I go, you go, how was the Rudy's? I go, I didn't eat there. And you go, why not? I go, because the sign said it's the worst barbecue in Texas. Why (laughs) would I eat there? And so I didn't. That's how green I was. That's how green I was.
3: By the way, as far as that, how crazy is that prediction? That's kind of Jeffrey Dahmer crazy, I think.
2: Wow, <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, really that's pretty freezing cold right there. He he knew something about freezers. It
4: Jeffrey took all in all of five minutes to <laughs> go. The there. Aggies, the Aggies want to play Texas now, wouldn't you both agree? I mean, they're so far ahead of Texas right well, now on the football field, right, Billy? See. I see what just happened
1: there. But, yeah, you know, here's what I think, Kirk. I think two things. I think a and M's wants to play Texas now that they're – first of all, that they're in the same conference. And that's always been my contention is why would A&M play Texas mm-hmm. with their regular schedule and then they're like, well, you could replace Notre Dame or Miami with Texas. Well, yeah, of course you could, but why would you mm-hmm. win it's helping them, I believe. It gives them more of an opportunity to move up than you. Exactly. You're right. So, now that they're in the same conference, my take is, heck, yeah, let's get it going every year. Right. Kyle Field, DKR, don't mess with any kind of neutral. Go ahead and put it Thanksgiving. There's been some debate about that, but I say let's do it. But mm-hmm. as far as the timing of it, yeah, it's an interesting – I think the 23 AM and m team might be – if they if this next starting quarterback, whether King or Calzada, is the guy, right? That twenty three team could be the best that that a And M's fielded in terms of across the board talent. Mm-hmm. They'll have a ton of experience because a lot of these juniors are going to leave this year. They right. really are going to be high draft picks and leave. So twenty two, they're going to still be good because they have a loaded roster and they'll return a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think twenty three is the year where they're going to return like. The whole football team—they'll all be juniors and stuff, so they can't leave early. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be as legit a national title contender as, as Jimbo's probably fielded since, you know, the, the 2013 or 14 Florida State teams. But Texas is an interesting position, right? Because on the one hand, I would go, "Hey, if they sit in that Big 12 a couple of years, they can recruit as an SEC team without having to." take the sec losses exactly. interesting interesting but on the flip side it's if you take a few big 12 losses in years one and two or one or one and two under sark and then he has to come into the sec mm-hmm. and get thrown right into the deep end and it, and right. it happens before they're ready right. what does that do to his tenure so this year for the longhorns i think because kids will get tired of hey we're going to the sec because if you lose four games Mm-hmm. Five this year, four next year. They're going. Yeah, what does it mean?
4: What's changed? We're going to yeah. get And that, that was the sales
1: yeah. pitch that Texas did against AM during Sumlin. Once they got into that five-loss cycle, right. the Longhorns kept saying, "Who cares if they're in the conference? They're losing five games." So right. it, it's an interesting uh, balancing act that's going on, I think, between both schools now the next couple of years.
2: Well, I got to ask you. I mean, after Ross Bjork told uh, Brent Journalman, "No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing." Uh, after yeah, I, after, I, I, Ross, after Ross found out about it. Um, yeah what was the reaction in college station? Uh, because we saw the statements and we uh, great job by Brent to put that out. Uh, but what was the reaction in that city in the hours that followed?
1: Oh, wait, I'll tell you a quick story about Brent. So I, I'm walking up, Brent like runs by me at about 600 miles. I feel the wind and he's, <laughs> his, you know, I don't know if he was holding his computer or, and he's just running out of there and I don't see him for a couple of hours. And then, and then he comes back and I, you know, we were all laughing and congratulating <laughs> him. But, um, the reaction was, it, it was what you saw. I mean, it was not good. And, and, and I actually, long story short, I had talked to Ross about it prior and, and he knew that OU and Texas were trying to get in, um, And I think everyone in the SEC knew that by about June 3rd, at least all the presidents knew. Um, I think the presidents knew even prior to that. And they were specifically told even on a level not to mention anything to their ADs because the ADs couldn't stop it. The ADs were going to have nothing to do with it. And that was kind of a, you know, vaulted up thing. Now, to me, like, I, I, where A&M missed is is they should have been prepared, and I'm talking about the administration. I'm talking about, you know, Ross should have been plugged in where he didn't have – you know, he had a, a genuine reaction that you saw. And that was, we want to be – you know, you know he bristled, and we want to be the, the one team from Texas in the SEC. We always have been. That's why we went. We had a lot of people on the decision-making side get pretty perturbed that we're going, hey – we had, uh, we had Bone Lofton on here the day after. He said, we had an agreement with Mike Slive, gentleman's agreement, whatever you want to call it. Right. And that, that all the teams in the East had, too, that Texas would not get in unless we signed off on it. Mm-hmm. Now, as cooler heads have prevailed, I think everyone understands. Times change. Sure. People in, change. People, people and leadership change. change, yeah. Leadership. The, the, the times change. Like, Texas and OU guys, to me, if they'd have gone to the ACC, that footprint for the ACC to add Texas, mm-hmm. go now from the Atlantic Ocean through Texas, and, and, and then all of a sudden how much leverage does that give them with Notre Dame? And if you look up and they've got Huge. Texas and Notre Dame in a couple of years, right? their TV sets go from $30 million to $36 million just by adding Texas. They already get more TVs than the big tw- – like, and I know TVs mm-hmm. aren't everything anymore man, that would have been a seismic shift. So I think Sankey was looking out for down-the-road expansion. Right. He was looking out in a defensive posture as well to protect their 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 seat at the top. Yeah. And also, I mean, and, and Aggies, I think, have come to realize this. As the, an A&M fan can hate Texas as much as they want, and, and if they hate OU too, great. But you can't deny the, the, the brand – and the mm-hmm. power of the brand and the history and what that means for the conference and the money. And, and that means everybody. Right. And that's what A&M fans, I think, and, and leadership has started. It also means a lot more money and a stronger conference affiliation for Texas A&M. Yeah. And
4: the really, to me, guys, the only real negative is A&M, as, as you just said, Billy, had the ex- exclusivity in the state of Texas to sell recruits. you want to play in the SEC? You can stay in the state; you don't have to leave the state. Your, your mama's, papa's, cousins, brothers still get to see you. Yeah. And now they got to share that with Texas. At least that approach. So yeah. I wonder: Do the Aggies have to pivot in any way in recruiting? I mean, obviously you can build on what you know Jimbo's building, and like you said, how strong they look right
1: now. Yeah, I think you have to pivot simply because you can't say that anymore. It's not. It's not true. I think in the short term, with this class, you can say, "Hey." Now they're talking out of both sides of their mouths because they've been selling you guys the whole time on on that right. SEC is no big deal and it doesn't matter. So, right. but long term, yeah, you you that that and it has been a big advantage and you don't have it anymore. Yeah, the is they like you said where they're at and they've got Jimbo right? Oh, and to me, all he's done is sign top six classes. And I would say this, Kirk, mm-hmm. you guys know if you you follow this stuff like I do and I know y'all do, A and M has recruited at a much higher level. In the SEC under Jimbo, than they did Kevin. Right. So yeah, did a solid job. Jimbo's done an incredible job. So they've been an SEC team with that same pitch under both staffs, and you've seen mm-hmm. it.
3: Up. The SEC membership was a tool for recruiting. Uh, it wasn't didn't mean you were going to get all the guys you wanted out of Texas. Mm-hmm. But it was something that you could offer. You can still offer it, and I think of I think you guys will agree that ultimately. More often than not, it comes down to the relationship you have with the coaches that are recruiting it, and so, um, yeah, you still have the tool, but Texas has the tool. But who's going to make? Who's going to be able to uh, foster the better relationships? And you know, I think ultimately that's what it would have come down to, and that's probably what it came down to more often than not. Anyone? Anyway.
4: You mm-hmm. sure? I'll
1: tell you what's going to be fascinating is watching these two staffs because we've seen it with Jimbo. Uh, he goes coast to coast. I mean, they're getting regularly getting guys from the Northeast, which mm-hmm. I've never seen a do. They're getting guys out of Florida that Florida, Florida State, uh, and uh, Miami want. They're mm-hmm. guys from the state of Georgia, from the Georgia Bulldogs to mm-hmm. AM. and m they're, they're going into Louisiana. You know, they might be close to getting a five-star from Louisiana. I mean, they are getting uh, guys from across the country. And I think it's pretty clear early on from the way Sark and his staff are recruiting, a lot of that Alabama connection, the Longhorns are going to recruit nationally as well. So for those wondering, is there enough to go around in the state of Texas? My answer would be uh, not yes, but an emphatic yes. I mean, I think there's going to be plenty, there's going to be some big pivotal head to heads. One oh, yeah. of Price Vice Anderson who announced today he's, he tweeted out just a little while ago that he's announcing Friday and that's a straight up head to head Aggie Longhorn five-star safety from Beaumont. So yeah, well, they're going to be those, but I think both teams, if they're winning on the field, they will both survive if not thrive in this new setup, especially as that game gets
3: bigger. Exactly.
2: Well it'll be uh, you know, as, as guys who grew up with this rivalry, all of us, um, what does it do inside of these borders? Because I know Louis Bellina and I have been talking about it every, every Tuesday on 1150 at 1 p.m. Yeah, that's that. a shameless plug there. Um, about this thing getting back together, now that it's going to be a reality, what does it do for the state of Texas? Not the SEC, I'm talking about the state of Texas, this rivalry.
3: Well, I think it's it, you know it's always a great rivalry, right? And everybody looked forward to it, and I think it's just going to be you know magnified. Uh, I would have a lot of security at the, at the, at the next game. <laughs> There's even more hurt, hurt feelings and everything, but might uh, need
1: counselors. Yeah,
3: I, I just think it's going to. But I, but I think even national uh, this break and, and everything that's been reported for the last ten years and the. The, the narratives that were changed and revisionist history of how it broke up and all that just fosters even more of the, the, the uh, animosity. And I think it's going to draw in even more of a national crowd. You always had a national crowd because it's the only game on, but it's going to sure. even more interest to see what are those crazy Texans going to be like when they match it up against each other after all this. So, uh, yeah I think the game itself is just going to be even bigger than it's ever been when it comes and I, I, I love the idea that they're playing. I always wanted Am and Texas to play uh, but when it when it uh, but when it mattered. And I also thought that when Am was looking to expand its brand to be a national brand it made it made sense to for that one major conference team that you were going to play in non-conference, it made sense to play a more national team than a regional team. But now that they're going to be in the same conference, um, I just think that, you know, people make a big deal about the Iron Bowl and all the angst that goes on with that or the, the outdoor cocktail party. But, you know, that, I mean, this is going to be the, you know, the, the Texas
0: death match. Uh, every,
4: everybody's going to look forward to that.
0: On Second thought.
4: Yeah, that's that's a good point, O.B. I think the robbery is going to get magnified, and I think you're definitely right on the extra security. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of discussion about pods versus divisions. I don't really see how divisions would work with 16 teams, and I don't think Florida and Georgia want to see Alabama and Auburn in in an (laughs) Eastern division. So both of you guys betting on pods, and do you think A&M and Texas will definitely be in the same pod? Start with you, Billy. I wouldn't bet on pods, but I, I,
1: I like them better than – I'm with you on the division thing. But it depends. Is it, are they pods with a permanent crossover? Because if they are, then I could see going – I could see them going Texas, OU, Missouri, Arkansas, maybe A&M, LSU, and the Mississippi schools. Mm-hmm. Um, that could work that way, or it could be A&M, Texas, OU, Arkansas. For a real right. rivalry kind of feel. Right. Uh, and LSU, Arkansas, and the Mississippi. Either either one of those. I know A and M fans would be pretty bummed if you got a pod of all old Big Twelve teams. hmm but, but I buy the same token. It's like, guys, like that would be three out of nine games. Right. But that, they would be, I think, bummed on that and kinda of pretty disappointed. But as long as you if you could play Texas every year and not be in their pod, I think that yeah. would be ideal just to keep from doing the whole big 12 mm-hmm. you know relationship over again but I, I saw one I keep seeing it Kirk that I liked. yeah and it was the one of of it's essentially no divisions three permanent rivals and so that leaves that leaves uh 12 other teams mm-hmm. and you play six of those one year and six of them the next so over four mm-hmm. years Every kid plays at every stadium. Yeah. Uh, over four years, you host everybody in the league at your home, uh, your home field, and you play every team. Every you know, in in a two year span, every two years you play every team in the conference. I like and that. that? Yeah, I like that too because that's been a problem. And then it could be A and M, Texas, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. You can keep all those things. The Egg Bowl, Texas OU, the. But my problem with the with the SEC, and I've had very few of them since am has been in. But Olin, you can vouch for this because, you know, I haven't. You know, it was till what year nine we saw Knoxville, and that was only because of, of the COVID, COVID ad. Yeah. Uh, we've been to Athens once. Georgia has not been in ten years. They will have not been to Kyle Field. So right, things right. like that, it, you could do away with that, and I think that would be a massive upgrade.
3: Well. I don't think they'll go to divisions, but they could because uh, first of all, if you went to divisions the way we think they would geographically, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to have the the, uh, the the annual opponent because the reason they have it is so Alabama can play Tennessee and Georgia can play Auburn. Yeah, but they'd both be in the East, so then right. you could just do away with that and play you know two different opponents every year. Uh, that said, I just I, is. Is Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida gonna sign off on being in the same division?
4: Godfrey. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> Doubtful.
3: Yeah. So uh I think I saw someone suggest, and, and Billy touched on it, that the 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 pods that would say Oklahoma, Texas, because you have two pre, you predict top tier teams and then mm-hmm. two teams that really a little bit. More in the middle with
4: second level, right?
3: Arkansas and Missouri, and then Texas, AM and LSU be your top two level teams mm-hmm. with Mississippi and Mississippi State. Right. And maybe Alabama and Florida with, you know, whoever, Tennessee and yeah. whoever. So I, I don't know how they'll do it, but th-
1: there's a lot of things that make sense. You're saying Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Auburn. And those right. are the two, two You're, Tennessee's over here, like really getting offended, but the proof
3: <laughs> is the what field. it is. Yeah. They may never be a, a, a great program again. They, well, can't beat,
2: a they can't beat anybody anyway. So yeah, no matter where it's you like the
3: SEC's version of Nebraska,
2: yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're stuck. Um, the immediacy of how all these pieces fell, all these dominoes. Uh, and then they, then they tell us it's not happening till 2025. Do y'all buy that? I think I think the Big Twelve's got two more years of men, uh, maximum of Texas OU, and then we're going to get busy in the SEC. What do y'all think? Hundred
1: percent agree. That's exactly what how I felt from the get go. And at first, I I, I was thinking twenty three would be the most likely. Now I'm it's almost a coin flip to me. I'd mm-hmm. lean slightly towards. Two more years in the Big Twelve, very slightly over just this year. So yeah, I, I, we're on the same page there. Said,
3: I wonder what the Big Twelve teams that are still going to be there, uh, you know, what they're thinking. With with what I read, that Oklahoma and Texas would both have to pay seventy to eighty million dollars exit fee. Right. Correct. How much more money would you make if you if you're somehow able to force Texas and Oklahoma to stay three
2: years? That's the question, and I, I mean, to me, Ovi, I think. That Bowlesby, they're going to work like hell to try to keep that thing together to get that 160 million. So at the end of the day, at least at least you're getting some money on your way out the door. Yeah, now, you don't
3: want them to go four years because then no, they don't have
2: to pay it. Then it, yeah, they, te- the Texans, oh, you just hope it implodes and they don't have to pay anything. So what they had um, in Austin on uh, Monday was a, a tech a senate a committee for the, on the future of Texas sports. And they had the the Baylor AD and the Baylor president, the uh, tech AD tech president and the, <laughs> and the whipping boy, the Texas oh, president Jay Hartzell. And oh, it God. turned into a comedy central roast. <laughs> it was just these politicians lobbying bombs at Texas for leaving. Uh, it was crazy. It was must-see TV, and I just tuned in just to see what was going to happen, and I was sitting there going, I said, oh, my God, I've got to call him here. This is gold. I mean, it the, was. Uh, the lady Jane Nelson, I don't know if you heard this, Looch, but she looked at Hartzell, and she goes, why are you going to the SEC? I guess you're tired of losing the TCU. Now you want to go lose to Alabama? I mean – that was
1: hilarious. And her delivery on video, it's like, she just deadpans it. Like, I was like, are we watching Saturday night live here? Like it was priceless. Fallon would have never do, they, Those guys on Saturday night live, they're sitting there cracking up if they were trying mm-hmm. to be that funny. She just looked right at him. Yeah. That was, you know, when I was a little kid, we'd go home. I grew up in sugar land. You know, we would go up back to New York and spend a couple of weeks in the summer with my family and it was like me and my cousins and my uncle would get a super kick out of the local cable access had like the Eastchester, New York town hall meetings. <laughs> you can picture these New York Italians like myself and these old men that are just mad at the community and the women and they walk up and they all get you know how a town hall meeting goes and somebody walks up take goes up to the podium and addresses the bo- I, that was the highest comedy. And I always thought if there was reality TV back then, that would have made a killing. That's what I felt like I was watching the other day. I'm like, this is like.
2: I couldn't like, stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, it was funny. Yeah. It was comedy. I mean, <laughs> uh, and, and I get the feeling that these these politicians are really pissed off at Texas yeah. for leaving. I mean, the, the, the Whitmore guy, uh, Senator uh, Whitmore, He's a Houston grad, Houston law, and he's talking to Mac Rhodes, the Baylor AD, and he's going, well, you're sitting there talking about Texas tech and Baylor. What about the university of Houston? What about getting that? I'm sitting there going, he could give a rat's ass about the university of Houston right now. He's trying to say he's trying to save his butt. Bob Bowlesby. was he started it out? He he is obviously PO and, I, I just, I just don't know that they make it. I mean, I re, I think the Big Twelve uh, may be gone within three or four years. I just don't know that they make it without the two big dogs doing the barking.
3: I wonder if it, anything would have been different had a couple of years ago they actually expanded and added to UCF at a UCF and BYU. They should, um, they,
4: should <laughs> they should have. They should have that. More they were safety and numbers, the strength but. when they only had ten. You're the smallest power five conference and you just don't have as many voices at the table. So you absolutely should have. And to your point said, you know, the acted piss, they are pissed and they're representing their constituents who are pissed and they're thinking about reelection. So, you know, there are a lot of agendas
1: going on here. I so wonder well. where Governor Abbott falls in all that too. He's probably sitting there like, leave me out of this.
4: And, and, and he can't be left. He's a UT grad. And he relies on donors from both A&M and Texas. And I think he kind of calculated political decision guys like, okay, how much will this hurt me? And it's like, well, we are in Texas. Are they going to support the Democrats? They go, okay, I'm good. Y'all go ahead and go, go do this. So
2: he was conspicuously. Yeah. He was conspicuously quiet. That was a day for him to not say anything. There's nothing he could have done that would have helped him on that. So, Um, OB, uh, I mean, Billy, you mentioned, um, Haynes King, Zach Calzada, um, OB, how's that, how's that race looking? I'm a, I'm, we're, we're both these Texas guys. You're a great County guy. So we're going (laughs) to lean toward Haynes King. I'm just putting that out there from Longview. Um, how's that quarterback race looking, OB?
3: Well, you know, first of all, Billy would know more about that than me, but from, uh, Seen them in the uh, in the spring game. They looked like they were in a dead heat. I'll say this: that three four years ago, Jimbo Fisher came here and you had a big armed guy and Nick Starkle, and a guy that had a lot of mobility in Kellen and he chose the mobile guy. Yes. So I don't know if that is an indication of of which way he's leaning uh, or what that he might lean. But Haynes King is definitely the mobile guy. But Jimbo Fisher says all the time that the uh, the team. Actually decides it, who who understands the offense, and he says they both do, and that he just looks to see who the team seems to gravitate toward and allows them to lead them. And at this time, I don't know. Billy might know that more than I would.
1: I think if you go back to Jimbo at Florida State, though, while they could scramble around a little bit, you know, Manuel, Ponder, Winston, Jamarcus Russell at LSU. Um, Davey. I don't think they really went, he doesn't, he doesn't have a history of all saying, I'm going to go with the mobile guy. I do think he's kind of enjoyed these last few years of, of Kellen's ability to do that. So maybe he shifted a little bit. Um, I'll go back to AM with Johnny Manziel and Jamil showers. You know, it doesn't sound like a no brainer now. Right. But at the time, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. and, and the, I think the thing about Haynes is you're not gonna be able to see it in practice as much because of how college football practices, but everybody right. knows that the kid at 6'3 ran a legit 445. Wow. And he is a winner, head coach's son, state championship for the first time said in what 50-something years at Longview, 60 years.
3: Since 1939. We're, wow. No, last way. time AM won a national championship. Uh, I was say, that sounds familiar. That's yeah. why we have
1: Olin here for that <laughs> drop in right there. But yeah, that's it's uh I, I think because of that, the burden of proof might be a little higher for, for Calzada. But if, if Zach comes out in the first two weeks and outperforms him, mm-hmm. he'll win the job. Like it, this is not a foregone conclusion by any stretch. I just I think people are really intrigued by King. Again, you're running a 445 ank and can throw, and and it's not just design QB run game, but he really is a guy more like I don't want to compare him to Johnny, they're completely different players. But he's more of a get out of trouble, tuck it and go, or get out of trouble, scramble and throw. Mm-hmm. Ellen was more of a pocket passer, who could run that yeah. ran four four five five sub four six that you could put in there that could really kill you in the option and zone read game. I think Haynes can do both as a runner. Mm-hmm. Nice,
4: interesting. And you're gonna have to rebuild the offensive line where well, they lose four sure. starters. Is, is that probably the biggest question mark? Because they got a great defensive line and. Maybe the best backfield in in all of college football.
3: You know, I think it is, and Billy will back me up on this. Um, individually, individually, Texas A and M's offensive line will be better than or more talented than they had last year. Yeah, really? I don't know if they will be as good as a unit. Mm-hmm. I think Layton Robinson's a guy. You probably you might know, you might not. At right guard, if you put anybody across from him, he'll block them 100% of the time. I don't care who it is. But is Layden Robinson going to know who to pick up on a stunt and a twist and who to block downfield on, you know, get off this guy and go get this linebacker's he That's the question. They have right. a good back coaching them. Uh, are they going to play as a unit as well? Because individually they're more talented. Hmm. I
1: would agree with that, and I think it's only going to get better if you look at what they just signed. Um, they signed six. Uh, it, 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 where they yeah, they signed six and they have a transfer. A key to this deal will be Jameer Johnson, the tackle out of Tennessee that started parts of, you know, most injuries kept him from starting the whole season, but three seasons there for the Vols. If he ends up being a guy, and he, he'll probably start, but I'm saying if he ends up being a, a, a higher-end SEC tackle to go with Kenyon Green, you've got bookends there, mm-hmm. and they've got a ton of talent. And Luke Matthews could be the real key there at center. He's in year four. Right. A-bite at his time. But see, Robinson and Matthews were both contending to start last year in fall camp and beat out seniors. Matthews got hurt. Robinson just couldn't quite push past a senior in Jared Hawker. So there's veterans that just haven't played a lot. And and you guys know, sometimes that can be a problem, particularly in the SEC. So to me, Kirk, to answer your question, heck yeah, that is the – tipping point to me on the whole season. Yeah. If they can block and run the football and Haynes or Calzada can throw the ball to Widemeyer and easily get the ball to Anias and A-Chain and Spiller mm-hmm. with the way that first half of the season schedule looks, they'll be able to ease that in and win games with conservative passing game, take some shots here or there, set it up with play action. A, a lethal ground game and a really good defense. And that'll, and, and by midseason you could have a QB that's settling in, but uh, it all depends on the O-line in my opinion, whether they're solid, good, or they're a good team or yeah. whether they're a playoff contender
2: O-line. Right. No, And the one thing that really gets me excited about, you know, this rivalry moving forward and, and something that really popped into my head the last couple of days is they went, after sark and didn't really think of hiring another guy and the question i have is did they know <laughs> even then december and january because we know this thing didn't happen overnight did they know that they were going to need an scc coach to navigate these SEC streets so it'll come out eventually uh, how far back it goes. They say six months. I think it was way more than six. And for mm-hmm. me, that Sark hire makes a lot more sense now. What do y'all think?
1: Agree. And you wonder if Urban Meyer knew it. Maybe that's why he passed on it. I like, mm-hmm. I'm not going back to the SEC. I'm, I've done, been there, done it. I, I, You know, like, I. that's interesting, too. But I said I think it goes all the way back to – I think he goes Goes all the way back to uh, ESPN. And when they redid the deal with with CBS, I think ESPN told Mm – and that's what what Bowlesby probably is aware of and why he's raising such a stink, but he stops just short of saying it. Maybe one day he does. I think ESPN said, if you take this, come with us, and leave CBS, we'll deliver OU in Texas Mm -hmm. because it would be good for us – to get rid of – that, we could we could absorb the Longhorn Network, number one. Right. Number two, we'd be getting the most powerful SEC ever, and no one's going to pass it when you add Texas Know You to what's already there. And number three, and this is where Bowlesby is hopping mad, and I'm surprised Fox hasn't got into it. It's a devastating blow to your biggest competitor in Fox. Mm-hmm. Kills you the big 12. Right. So, I, yeah, do I think ESPN was heavily involved? Hell, yeah, I do. Absolutely. And I think it goes back that far. Is that why they went with Sark? Could be. Because I don't know if y'all ever heard this, and I, I haven't read enough, so it might be just stale news, but, you know, I'd heard that, you know, C, one of the guys CDC really liked was actually Sonny Dykes. And.
2: <laughs> Kirk's got Kurt got stories. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that kind of was okay. Good. So, there, but like it was kind of a no go there. Um, and maybe that's why maybe yeah. the lack of the S, you know, and, and that's there was a comfort level there with Sark that he would be able to put together not just him, mm-hmm. but a staff that could navigate those waters. Yeah, there's a lot Ed to said,
3: unpack there. That <laughs> said, if Chris Peterson would have said, you know, I want to come back, you think Texas would have taken
4: Chris Peterson or Steve Sarkeesian?
3: Chris I, Peterson. I, I, never I know. I
2: would have taken. I would have taken Chris <laughs> Peters I mean, yeah, I so just he,
4: want, he wants no part of this. He's no, a shy,
2: man. reclusive guy. He's yeah. so comfortable yeah. up there, and he's he's That's winning he his retired, games. Man. And yeah,
1: a And M this spring, watching practice and stuff, and just he just loves football. But I I, mm-hmm. I think people that know him are like that dude will never coach again. Yeah. No, or
3: or anybody that was an accomplished coach that was would have been available, but uh, I'm just saying that maybe if you had a really accomplished coach from another conference, you would take them over a Sarkeesian. But uh, I'm kind of with all y'all too. There was, I think, the whole Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC has been brewing for a lot longer than, than we than we've been told.
2: Yeah, it probably goes back ten years, something like that. <laughs> It's I mean, uh, amazing that they were able to keep it so quiet. I, I am blown away that in 2021, that some secretary or janitor or it only takes one person to say something, and then it can spread like wildfire. And it didn't. That was that was some mob stuff. That was some mafioso. Yeah, I give type tech, silence.
1: I give Sankey, and, and you know I know Aggies. You but, but see Aggies were were. The frustration is you have to be careful because you really don't know if you're aiming your frustration at Sankey, you mm-hmm. really don't know, should you be aiming it at the a and chain, you know, where there was a breakdown in communication somewhere. And that's where I lean more to do. I think there was some level of secrecy. Yeah. Um, but Sankey, uh, L and that group at Texas and, and the, the people in Oklahoma, they did do a great job because, Kirk, you know this better than I do doing it as long as you have. That is incredibly hard to keep quiet and and said, like, it's usually not the janitor or the secretary. It's usually the people at the very top that can't be quiet about it. And The, so, big, mo-
2: the big money donors are the ones that, that were left holding the bag. They had no idea because needed- I know one of them would have called Kirk.
1: Yeah. And, and guess what? That they need to, and and they hate to hear that, but that's the truth in these things. The, the less people know the better and, and, and A&M got burned the first time around Texas got burned the first time around in that, or that PAC 16 might happen, but we went through this 10 years ago. You're right, Kurt. It's funny to me. I will say like, I have fun with the Longhorns. They have fun with me. Um, some of them hate me, but you know, I don't hate all like, I, there's a lot of fun to be had back and forth. But the one thing I'll say is it's amazing to me and Kirk, you alluded to it earlier, like you didn't allude to this, but I'll say it. I was right the whole time. And, and the big 12 was, was done for mm-hmm. when A&M left. And it wasn't just cause A&M, but it was the four teams that left. And when they didn't go back and rebuild it very quickly, that league was a it was a dead man walking. It was a it was a done, it was a finished league. It was just a matter of when. I wouldn't have predicted ten years. I would have thought five six years. Yeah, it, last, it may end up lasting twelve more years. But by not expanding and, and not having the right leadership, that conference was was done. From BB to Bullsby.
2: yeah, they had right. no. And was, then the lost dogs needed. left and. and that he was, he was the OG. And, um, I really think, like you said, not, I mean, when you decided that you didn't want to split that pie for more than 10 pieces, you left yourself vulnerable. Yeah. And, and we knew that bigger conferences were coming. And when they didn't expand to 12, I was like, I mean, we, we started jokingly calling them a little conference. They could, but you can only live on that for so long. And then when the big engines leave, this is what you're left with. There's not a program left that's going to be able to guide the ship. These are those are regional programs. Those are non national programs that are left.
3: What what leftover teams you think might land somewhere?
4: Well, if I'm the Pac 12, I would seriously look at a, at a Texas Tech or a Houston. They get into that Texas recruiting, especially you have Houston, you have recruiting. Hotbed, you have a good airport access. You don't have that with Texas Tech, so they could be in trouble. Maybe you package a Houston and an Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's good in nearly every sport, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have a Oklahoma is a football-centric state. So both of those would have some appeal. Maybe Kansas with the Kansas City, St. Louis market, great basketball, basketball you know, and uh, but it's limited. OB, it's limited, and I I think think
2: Baylor. I think Baylor and TCU are in trouble.
4: They are. Yeah. They are, and I think small religious schools are going to be in trouble, and they may not offer as much, and I think that's a problem. And, and Billy, like you said, it's been a diluted kind of watered-down conference ever since the four teams left, and it said, indicated, you know, you need to expand, you need to get back to 12 or 14 and add – Try to peel an Arizona-Arizona state off. Try to get a UCF, South Florida, or a Cincinnati. Expand your footprint. You
2: know, to the brought in the Mormons.
4: They dropped the ball. BYU, you know, there's a lot of positives and negatives, but they've got a national audience. So there's so much they could have done, and, yeah. and they were kind of living on borrowed time. I agree.
1: I think uh, – I feel – I really feel for – you know, Baylor's coming off a national title in basketball, yeah. and, and Baylor, you know, good, really good in a lot of sports. But and yeah. I can see Baylor ended up in like an AAC and, and being a basketball power and being yeah. that group five that makes noise in football as well. But I think the the, the program I, I I feel the most for is is TCU in this thing, and it's mm-hmm. like, a they just lost slosh to AM, who was there. <laughs> I mean, he built them into this national powerhouse in baseball. Right? Uh, well, how what is Gary Patterson thinking today? Like he's getting there towards the end of his career. He might be like, you know what? I might go just play music. I mean, he's not going to do it yeah. tomorrow, but I guarantee you, if they're not in a major conference, that shortens his mm-hmm. longevity there. But I just feel for the Horn Frog fans and and like. You've, they spent so long in the desert, and Patterson did such a great job of building them up into a football power along with Boise during that time. You finally get into the Big 12. and mm-hmm. finally get back where they were wanting to get ever since they were in the SWC, and now all of a sudden this happens? And you, you own know, Texas. Like you're, you're 72. Right
2: yeah. And yeah. you own the Longhorns. And what yeah. does it mean? Nothing. They get nothing for that. That's tough. Yeah.
4: And they were left out before, and there's a good chance they'll be left out again. And like you say, I mean, unless unless the, they could talk to the, the ACC or the Pac-12 and they grabbing some of them, they almost have to just add with the AAC and just you're going to make less TV money. You know, you're not going to make $37 million a year anymore. Maybe you hope to get $20 million and you may not even get that. And like you said, Billy, maybe Bader has to become Gonzaga. And and be a basketball power and and settle for that, but it's you know, and I've got a lot of friends, and so does said at all these Big Twelve schools, and you just feel for them, and uh, it's just such a transformative time. And I don't know, maybe we're going to end up with the four super conferences. Do you guys think uh, that can be a reality? You know, in short order.
3: I've always thought it would be. Yeah, I just didn't know how soon it would happen, but you know, you the the major the major programs, how long were they going to be willing to be dictated what they do by the smaller programs? Mm-hmm. And, right, And so those in the major conferences, I, I still think, are going to break up and form their own uh, league or division or conference, whatever you want to call it, association. And I think we're seeing the NCAA right now trying to, uh, what was what, I what saying, uh,
4: review how they're going to uh, operate they're trying to close the barn when all the animals
2: have already left. NCAA is what they're they're doing. NCAA's in trouble. NCAA is in trouble. Uh, if you get four 16-team conferences, those are the best football teams in college football, the premier coaches in college football, the premier athletes, the biggest media markets in college football outside of New York. Um, and the NCAA, they don't really need them. They can form their own coalition. What's to stop them? Yeah. And ESPN would play ball. They'd have to. What is it? Because this is the talent.
1: What if you did a 32 team league, one (laughs) 32 team league broke completely off from the NCAA, just football only? Greg Sankey became the Roger Goodell of this thing, and it Mm -hmm. was a Saturday. And you had the college, this conference, this league on Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday. And everybody else have to decide, are we going to go to spring football? Or are we just going to play second fiddle in this A completely separate entity that played a regular season in an NFL-style playoff, and they package that, and that's your Saturday NFL. That's a billion-dollar deal right there. Yeah. We hate the sound of it. We hate the look of it. But to act like that's not possible 10 years from now, I think you're kidding yourself.
4: I hate well, to see it go to 32, 64, definitely. Yeah, like I can see it. Okay. Half, yeah.
2: I, I think I, I could see it. I could see that happening, and I could see us having a a college fantasy league draft on Saturday <laughs> and an NFL fantasy league draft <laughs> on Sunday. Our wives and would be legally next. <laughs> I'm not going to be bringing that up to bed. I'm not even bringing that up, but I'm yeah. I'm in if yeah, it happens. Sign too me late, up.
4: too late. So, so is, hey,
2: is
4: this the year A and M beats Alabama, gets in the CFP? What do you think, Billy? I I can't answer that. I'll say maybe. I, I think you know.
1: Here's the thing: do they get them at home? They don't have to play them early in the season, right? I don't think it's going to be the Bama. That that we've been seeing the last couple of years, I think I it's. Agree. I think if Bama's been at a twelve or at eleven, maybe they're at a nine. I mean, I still think they're one of three, the three most likely national title contenders. So don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But if Bama slips from being head and shoulders number one, light years ahead of everybody else in college football, to being the mm-hmm. third or fourth best team, and they're coming to Kyle Field to play the seventh or eighth best team mm-hmm. I think A&M with their experience with their playmakers their high-end NFL guys that are that are veterans now I think the Aggies have a real shot probably their best shot to mm-hmm. beat Oklahoma I mean to beat Oklahoma Freudian slip there to beat. I like Alabama, it I like it right it's coming it's to coming Emma since yeah uh, 2013 before we realized how bad their defense was but they, they right four points so yeah, I, I think it's their best shot to to legitimately line up and match up with them and, and not need a lot of help. I think that should be a hell of a game. And here's the crazy thing, Kirk. Yeah. If they can beat Colorado on the road, Arkansas neutral, Mississippi State at home, which they should, but no guarantees there. If they do that, you're talking about an A&M team on a 13-game winning streak, ranked in the top five, mm-hmm. playing Alabama, probably ranked number one. who. They, the last team AM would have lost to a whole
2: season ago would have been Alabama.
4: You're just breaking the hearts of all the Longhorn fans everywhere, Billy. So, well, <laughs> gotta quit, a thing
2: gotta quit scheduling that a- Alabama and AM on the same weekend as Texas OU. That just uh, murders they, me. Oh, well, that,
4: that game
3: was last year was supposed to be in week 11. Yes. Yeah. And and I, quite frankly, I think AM would have had a better chance if they played at week eleven because yeah, yeah. uh, Jalen Jones, oh. uh, a corner Water. that had a hard time, was a freshman in his second game, and when uh, they didn't have Jay, uh, their Jalen, Jalen Waddle, yeah. or yeah. Uh, Landon Dixon. But, uh, but I do think the yeah. piggybacking on on Billy, I do think the talent gap uh, between those two teams is is narrower than mm-hmm. it's ever been, including, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the 2012 team when A&M won. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I agree. I agree. So it could be the year. I just want to go on record is I, I voted A&M number four last year, not Notre Dame. So just for all your subscribers, Billy, I just
2: want to want to know what. Uh, hey, Who who'd you that. vote for in the Heisman in uh, 05? I don't think we have enough time for oh, that. Okay. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. We had that discussion in the
1: office. Kirk, I did not know that. Somebody told me that the other day, a longhorn. So, you know, so they, they uh, <laughs> no. hey, I, you guys, I appreciate you guys reaching out. As
4: yeah. We, we got to keep together with our SEC brethren. So, something, right?
2: Something tells us we're going to be collaborating, doing a lot of these as the years yeah. go by. I count it as joy. Always good to talk to Billy Lucci, Olin Buchanan, my brother from another mother. And uh, that's going to do it for episode 228 of On Second Thought. And thanks to Paul Feinbaum for joining us. We're still Big 12, but that's not lasting for long. For Kirk Bowles, Olin Buchanan, and Billy Lucci, I'm said Golden. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.